Facing a crisis in your life or business? Take the helm and steer yourself in the right direction. It's time to take charge and make things happen with your host, Lynn McLaughlin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Taking the Helm for 2021. It is fascinating to me how Facebook memories pop up because yesterday, Ava, I got a Facebook memory uh, come pop up on the screen, and it was a year ago that you and I met. That's amazing. <laughs> we'll talk about that memory because uh, it was part of where you are today, I think. So Ava Drosky is a graduate of the University of Windsor, as am I, but she holds a BA, a Bachelor of Arts in Music. She lives in Windsor and writes now as well. She also owns her own music school and teaches piano and vocal lessons. Photos of a Wren is her first debut novel, which I've had the pleasure of reading and doing an advanced reader copy review. Oh, we're going to talk a lot about this book, Ava. It's a work that has taken her, though, 10 years to come to fruition. I can't wait to jump into this conversation with you. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, let's start with the, the elephant in the room, 10 years. And, you know, I want to share with you, I, I looked up some statistics. 80% of us want to publish a book. 80% of us have something to tell. But guess how many, Ava, actually go forward to do so? What do you think? Very, very few. Two <laughs> percent. Oh my, my guess, my guess is the reason it's taking you ten years is because you had to get through some barriers and some fears and to move forward, which is uh, it, it's par for the course. So let's go back ten years. How yes, did it all come to fruition. Yeah. Yes, I think that that number is probably so small. Um, it is a lot of work, and it's a very long process getting there, and it's something. I'm going to discuss a little bit about how I kind of came into uh, writing and, and um, how this has become part of my life. But the process, it's um, when you when you talk about wanting to be a writer and, um, you know, publish books, it's often met with a lot of negative reactions from people. So a lot of people will often uh, react with, oh, that's nice. You know, those types of things. Um, and even uh, you had mentioned I own my own uh, music school. And that was when, you know, I expressed interest in becoming an entrepreneur and opening a music school. Again, there's a lot of negativity about, about any careers really in the arts. I was lucky. I had very supportive parents that kind of uh, said that I, they knew that I should be doing this all along and have a, a, a creative career. Um, but yeah, the process is, again, it, it's met with a lot of, you know, people think it's just a wild dream publishing a book. But it is achievable, and uh, I, I'm happy we get to discuss that today, Lynn. Uh, you and I, especially, you've been a huge help in the process. But yes, and the uh, the origins, I guess, I'll jump into. So, out of high school, I I went into the nursing program, and it was the collaborative program at St. Clair College. So it was the two years at uh, St. Clair, and then you finish uh, the last two years at the university. So I felt a lot of, I guess, pressure um, in high school. Again, you have when you express any interest of wanting to get into the creative arts, it's not supported as, um, as, as well as I think it should be. So I did feel a lot of pressure to find a career and go into something that was a little bit more secure, I guess, is the word you hear a lot, job security mm -hmm. and being able to find a job. So I wanted to help people. That was always my, um, my dream. 
still is. I'll, I'll branch off of that a little bit uh, later, but it's, uh, I chose nursing. I thought, you know, nursing, I, it's, I can help people and I can fulfill just what I've always wanted to do. So starting that program, the program is amazing. I have to say that uh, the collaborative is at St. Clair with the university. I met many good friends who are nurses, working nurses today. And if I can just say quickly to a uh, big thank you to all of the nurses out there um, today, especially during the pandemic. Again, I have many friends that are working nurses right now and friends that are working in healthcare, family that work in healthcare, and they're all um, just doing an incredible job right now through the pandemic and keeping us all safe. And let me jump in. I have family members, a nurse, who, a sister who's a nurse practitioner, and I'm right there with you. And I think we all need to take a step back if we haven't already and, and, uh, and pay tribute. So I thank you for bringing that. Thank you for bringing that yes, up. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And as you know, it takes a, a very special person to, a very special type of person to be passionate and, and, um, and go into healthcare. And there's so many wonderful nurses out there, doctors, my brother and sister-in-law, they're paramedics. Um, so they've been working all through the, the pandemic and they're very passionate about their career. And, you know, when I was in nursing, again, it was a wonderful program. Uh, I met many great professors as well successful, passionate. And I keep using the word passionate because they are. And I wasn't feeling that when I was in the program. Mm -hmm. And I felt it wasn't fair to myself, but also for a future career. It's not fair for, you know, I'm surrounded by so many passionate um, nursing students. And I wasn't feeling that. And I, it was, to me, it was unfair to them as well. And I recognized that. And I just, I knew that that's not where I was supposed to be um, or not what I was supposed to be doing. And I, I was thinking about, you know, completing the program I, ha I had already started. So it was, a, it was a huge decision for me to, to discontinue with the program and, and do something that I had always wanted to do and, and what I used to say when I was little that I wanted to do. So it was a big decision on my part. And one of the uh, situations I was in, that really pushed me into um, switching and, and, and going into my uh, Bachelor of Arts. I was doing a, a placement in nursing um, at a retirement home oh. and it was for my clinical group. And there was a piano in the lobby, beautiful piano. And there would be residents out there, you know, enjoying um, just a nice day. And piano has never really gotten played or was being used. And, you know, one of the nurses had told me that and uh, my clinical professor knew that I the piano and uh, I was teaching then as well uh, just on weekends at my house and they knew that so she said you should hop on the piano <laughs> and I did and these residents were just so happy um, and they were they were snapping along and they were tapping their feet and singing and I felt amazing about it and I'm getting teary-eyed now talking about it just because it was then that I realized you can help people in a different way through the arts. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's what I wanted to do all along was help people. But I was just confused then about how to approach it. And, and you had a moment was, in time, a moment in I time did. that says, okay, this is it. This is where I'm finding joy. Yes. And that oh. was, you know, and, and the, one of the nurses had said to me, um, you know, she said, oh, they all look so happy. I don't think we've had anyone come in here and play this piano, maybe very few, but it was, uh, they really, really enjoyed it. And that was for me, I remember going home and telling my parents about it. And, and that was just when I started thinking, that's what I need to be doing. I need to, um, and I can still touch people's lives and, and help people in that regard. And, and now uh, with teaching and having my own business now, 
it's to be able to bring music into children's lives. And I have many adult students as well. And for them, as a stress reliever, uh, reliever taking music lessons um, for children learning life skills about teamwork and, and working hard uh, toward a goal. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so fulfilling for me to see that. And even, you know, in regards to, to writing, I know myself, if I'm stressed, I've had a hard day, there's nothing better than curling up on the couch or in your comfiest chair and just getting lost in a book and, uh, and reading. So with writing as well, I feel it's, it gives people that escape to sit down and just, just relax. And if I can help, you know, people do that, um, then I'm doing my job well, I think. So, um, you know, if, if I'm able to do that. So that was, that was the moment for me in that, that placement where I played the piano and the residents were just so happy. And that was when I, I ultimately made that decision to, uh, to switch and uh, go into, into music at the university. And I, I did decide to take a year off. Um, and that was when the writing began. So another thing that's kind of met with a lot of negative reaction as well is taking time off between school. So I remember a lot of uh, people saying, telling me that if you take a year off, you won't go back. You won't go back to school. But for me, it was quite the opposite. I couldn't wait to go back, especially now I knew where I wanted to go. And I felt like my life was really back on, on course. So, um, so funny enough, that's actually one of the names of the chapters in my book, um, Back on Course. Well, it's, it's unfortunate, Ava, and I, I hope our listeners can maybe do some reflection on this because sometimes a, a, a time off, a year, six months, three months, time off, time to rejig, to reflect is what we need to set ourselves in the right direction. Instead of going out that door every day, feeling cringy about what you're about to do instead of having a life of joy. So I'm so thrilled that you found the right direction and you are now running um, Featherstone Music and Performing uh, Company in Windsor and you have written this book. Yes, yes. And, and you're absolutely right about and, and thank you. Um, but you're absolutely right about um, the taking the time off. I was, uh, and I, you know, when I when I took that year off, I was feeling very um, down. It was a time in my life where I was uncertain as well. I didn't, I was unsure what the future was um, going to look like. And again, I keep bringing up that the negativity that is kind of surrounding that um, decision. But I was lucky enough, once again, as well, my parents were very supportive, but it was still uncertain for me. And um, so in that year off, I was unsure what was going to happen. Um, You know, I was unsure whether I was going to even enjoy now the music program, you know, or um, so it was it was um, it was a time in my life where I was I was questioning myself. So it was when I started writing during that time, it was a way for me to de-stress, I guess. And I was putting a lot of emotion into the story. Um, and Lynn, you having read it as well, I can give you some insight kind of into, you know, now that you know, this is what I was going through during that time. A lot of the characters, the way they react to certain things, or the way they maybe lash out to people that they that they care about. It happens to, to everybody, you know, sometimes you're, you're in a place where you're just, you know, maybe irritated, um, or you're uncertain, and you're unsure. And and it's okay to feel all of these things. Um, you just have to, you know, you just have to try and cope the best that you can and talk to somebody about it. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's okay to feel that way. And, and I know if I could tell myself that now, if I could go back in time, you know, to that point in my life and just tell myself that it, it's, it's okay what you're feeling right now and it's all going to work out. And um, I, I, I absolutely would. So it's, uh, but that year, I think that year that I took off was the best thing for me. 
so and it it's, it's all worked out in the end. <laughs> well, I mean, that if that time that you took to rejig has gotten you to where you are now, I mean, a lot, a lot of work along the way in writing the book, but you're, I mean, let's talk about the book, Ava. I won't give away too many spoilers here, but it, you know, and I do a lot of reader reviews. I love doing advanced reader reviews and sometimes after the fact as well. Mm-hmm. But if I could give your book a above five star with all honesty and respect for the work in your first, first debut novel, it is remarkable. When you talk about character development and the connections, what I found most intriguing in your book, and you already know this because we've had a discussion, but just to share, is there's so many mysteries. What, what, what's the connection there? Oh, oh my goodness. What is he talking about? What happened in the past that I couldn't put the book down because I needed to know the answer to this one. And then, then there was another one and there was another mystery unfolding and what came to fruition at the end of the book and all of those questions were answered. I could never have predicted <laughs> where you were going to take us. It is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much. And that means so much coming from you as well. But yes, it, it was a lot of, a lot of work. Um, I made a post on my Instagram page the other day and said it was a lot of blood, sweat and tears going into it. It's, um, you know, trying to put it all together and, and make these characters real, I guess, is what I was going for is, um, you know, I, 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 when I was writing the characters, I had some, um, again, I was questioning myself during the writing process about you want to make characters likable. So what makes a character likable? But then I started to think that these, these are supposed to be real people and you don't, they're not going to be real people aren't molded in that sense where um, they're perfect and they do things that, you know, everyone makes different decisions. So I started approaching the characters in the novel about just how a real person would react, how they would deal with this. So that was kind of my approach with, with the characters and just to, just to keep them as real as possible. Well, you most certainly met that goal. Well, thank <laughs> you. All of the emotion that, you know, we feel, you know, and it's interesting that I could relate to more than one character in the book and I could feel that emotion as we were going through the book. So you definitely met your goal. Uh, honestly, Ava, <laughs> um, something else you should consider doing is coaching writers. Oh, well, thank you. That's, I mean, again, what amazing compliment coming from you. Um, And it it is my first work as well. So that was, again, I was um, a a lot of, I question myself often is what I'm realizing in this interview right now. Um, I'm, but that's, again, it's, it's normal and that's okay to feel that way. And and this is of course my, um, my debut novel and um, it's still, I'm still very nervous to get it out there. And, um, but it's taken a lot of hard work and, it's, and it's normal to feel all of these things. And again, I, I get exactly. back to photos of a rent. It's all about normal. And just, these are real people. This is real, um, how real characters would react, how real people would react. Yeah. And if you didn't feel the way, if you didn't feel nervous about to release your book, then something would be, you know, you're normal too. You're human. We all would be. I mean, I have, yeah. been, you know, the books that I've released too. You're always nervous. You're wondering what the feedback's going to be. It's going to be amazing. Trust me. Yes. You have nothing to worry yeah. about. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. And, and to build off of two, you know, question yourself, I, back when I was, you know, in nursing, and I, I made all of these decisions, I, I feel that's very normal as well, especially someone pursuing um, entrepreneurship. Um, so with my business, Featherstone uh, Music and Performing Arts Company, again, that was something I took a leap, I always wanted to open a music school and teach music, I'm so passionate about it. And I was at, at the beginning, it, it's hard to make all of these de- decisions, you know, people see success, um, but they don't see all the hard work that goes into it and all the uh, questions, you know, you question yourself. 
as uh, you know, going through the process with opening it and writing the novel. And um, so there's a lot of that that goes into it. And that's okay, you know, for anyone listening that maybe is thinking about starting um, a business or writing a book, getting to writing a book, um, or has a book written and looking into getting it published. If you're feeling these things, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to feel that way. And um, it's, uh, it's just, it's normal. And uh, so if you are questioning yourself or in, in a way, it's, it's a good thing, I would think that you, cause you want to be successful. So you should be asking these questions and, uh, and really diving deep into it. It's time for a short break. As a teacher, trainer, and coach, Margaret Borisma teaches healthy ways of relating using social and emotional learning, also called SEL. Her innovative training programs result in both adults and children gaining leadership and communication skills while becoming compassionate citizens. As a teacher for more than 30 years, Margaret has consulted and presented interactive programs across Canada, the United States, Holland, and New Zealand. Join Margaret for practical tips in keeping your kids engaged in their learning. Get a tool for teaching kids and parents to identify and manage emotions and calm someone down and create that environment that has your family thrive. Form a space to breathe by tuning into Margaret's program called Parents, Inspire Yourself to Empower Your Kids. Now let's return to our interview. Okay, so let's talk to the people out there who are only, you know, that 2%. We want to raise that percentage. We want more people publishing. Yeah, there's competition and we can talk about marketing and public marketing and promotion in a, in a totally different context. But first, it's about writing and getting getting the work done. And yes, it's work, but it's it's work that should make us feel good and valued because there's a goal at the end, right? There is a goal to when that book is published and the validation that every, all of your heart and all of your soul and your passion is coming to fruition. Um, yes. So it's, um, you know, it's an incredible feeling. I just recently received my um, proof copy in the mail and it was amazing. I was brought to tears just because it has been so much work. And, you know, again, I, there's those times where I was questioning, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And even, you know, during the, the process with it's so many early mornings and late nights, um, formatting and editing. And uh, so it's just to see it all come together. It's, it's so, so worth it. Now, let's go back to a year ago. You know, we met uh, Melissa Lyons in Windsor, who's also an author, and I had a workshop and you attended the workshop. And I think it was the spark that, that took that writing that you'd been uh, holding off on that shelf for, for a long time. I think it was a spark that got you going, wasn't it? It was. Yes, absolutely. I, um, so I had mentioned I started writing this when I took that year off, uh, transitioning from nursing to uh, music. Um, and it was something that I never, you know, during that year, I, I really got a head start on it thinking that, you know, once I started school again, I would be, I would just forget about it and just return to it as a hobby. And that's what a lot of people um, with writing, it's, it's a hobby, right? It's nothing that will ever be published and people will never see it. It's, so that's what I was thinking at that point, because I enjoyed writing. To me, it was, it was very similar, uh, equal for me actually uh, to music in my life. It was just something that came very easy to me and um, it just made me feel good to sit down and write and play the piano. And so it was uh, during that year I started writing and then I went to university and I still returned to it. You know, I would, if I found a free second between studying um, or practicing, I would just go to my laptop and write. And it wasn't even me scheduling time for myself to go and, and write. I would just do it. So I started thinking that, you know, this, this could be something, you know, I'm putting a lot of work into it. And maybe people will like it, you know, it's maybe 
I should give it to someone to read and, you know, maybe they'll like it. And so again, it's a lot of questions about why am I doing this? And um, so, you know, 10 years later, fast forward, <laughs> I, I completed it, I finished it. And I, I said to my fiance, I, I, I wrote a book, <laughs> I finished, I wrote a novel, I finished it. And he said, well, what are you going to do about it? And I said, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know how to move forward now. I don't know it even if I should publish. I don't know if, you know, people will like it, if it's something that people will want to read. I don't even know if I did a good job writing it. You know, you have that as well. It's, I don't know if, yeah. if it's well-written. So many questions and, you know, the publishing is very scary when you think about it. It's, um, when you think it's of overwhelming. Pub- it's the it world is. is overwhelming. And I lived it myself with my first book as well. It's just, there's no other word to describe it. Quite it, it is. It's very overwhelming. And even then when I was uh, you know, chatting with my fiance about it, I, I didn't have the information that I have now from your workshop and it, it still felt overwhelming. So just by chance, um, my, my music studio Featherstone is uh, located in show studios in Walkerville. And I happened to be looking at the schedule and your workshop was uh, coming to, uh, to do a workshop in the, um, the main hall there. Mm-hmm. So I told my fiance about it and I said, you know, I, I, I feel like I've, something is compelling me to go. Um, and I just, you know, I glanced at it on the calendar and said, oh, that's interesting. You know, I just finished kind of funny how I just finished a novel and um, this workshop is coming. And I, I, I thought it was maybe perhaps a sign from the universe. I tell people now that it was, you know, that it just happened to be because it was only a few weeks before that, that I actually finished my, my novel. And so I was talking about, I kept bringing it up to my fiance. And I think he was getting a little bit annoyed with it because <laughs> I kept bringing it up. And he said, okay, if you don't register in this workshop, I'm going to go on and register for you. I'm going to fill it out. So I said, you know what? We're voluntold. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that was the push that I needed. So I'm so happy that he did that though, because um, it honestly, your, your workshop with Melissa was so eye-opening to, again, that the the vast world of publishing, it was um, already overwhelming to think about it, but and then, you know, equally so going to the workshop and seeing all the information you presented to us, it was overwhelming. But at the same time, you and Melissa made it feel very achievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you offered us options. It wasn't just, here's what we did. This is exactly what you have to do to be successful. You gave us your success stories, but then also offered us different avenues. And, and that's what I appreciated, I guess, and took most from that workshop was there's many different ways that we can do this or that I can do this and I can still remain in control and make all the decisions. And I, I was confident in, in my, in my work um, that I knew the type of book that I wrote, the demographic kind of already, I knew who's who I'll be marketing to or would be marketing to. And you offered those options. And it wasn't just, again, like it was, I loved hearing your success and Melissa, um, well, but and it our was, struggles and our struggles. We were exactly. Our struggles yeah, too. and exactly. And that's another thing as well. I always say that it, any advice is good advice, whether it's um, success, advice about success, how to succeed, mm-hmm. or um, some advice about, you know, don't do this because yeah. this is what can happen. So, and if people approach me even about, um, you know, opening a business, I always give them that type of advice. I always tell them mistakes I've made and um, in hopes that perhaps they can avoid that, you know, or, or, you know, I, and I will tell them as well, you will make mistakes, but it's working around those mistakes. Um, and even with publishing now too, with writing, like you will encounter 
many mistakes or, you know, perhaps have meetings with, I'm sure we'll discuss this in a, in a, in a bit as well about um, different routes for publishing, but, um, you know, perhaps you'll have meetings with hybrid companies um, or big publishers. Um, and if something's quite not sitting right with you, it's kind of gauging and, and taking all of that information and really going over all of it and making sure that it's targeting your vision for your work. And gathering the information. Um, I, I've, I've collaborated now with a woman in Australia, actually. She's an editor. She has her own publishing company. Her name is Tracy Reagan. And we're now offering a course at the Essential Academy. And we've developed a publishing tool now, which is questions. So, I mean, you just broached into all the possible publishing paths, but even under each of the four big envelopes, there are so many options. And I've gotten caught even, even now at, on my third book, I got caught up on something I didn't realize last time. So we've developed a list of questions that every time you contact a possible publisher or, or someone you want to hire, if you're an indie author, as an editor, as a content designer, as your interior designer, your cover design, that these are the questions you ask so that you don't get caught at the end when your book is about to be published and find out you can't put it up for pre-sale, which is what happened to me. Okay. <laughs> All honesty here. So you're, I mean, you're, you're right, Ava. It, it's about finding the route that works for you. And there are many. And being able to then navigate through all the options and choices within that route. So you spend the amount of money that you're able to spend, that you're not taken advantage of, and that the end result is what you want, you believe in, and it's your uh, maintaining creative rights, right? If you go traditional publishing, you do not maintain your creative rights. You turn that over from the beginning. So, all right, I'm going on and on, but I just, oh, there's just so much to share, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, so let's ask, right. You, let's ask you, if you could give three pieces of advice to people who are starting to write or have that manuscript sitting on the shelf, what would you say to them? So actually, a lot of it I've, I've discussed, um, but I would say the biggest, um, biggest piece of advice, I would say just do it. Just if you have it or you have an idea and or if you perhaps have something already written, just just go for it. And, um, you know, just set in your set a goal for yourself to to have this published and to maybe start researching even if you don't want to right away perhaps look into publishing avenues just yet just at least kind of get it going for yourself on your laptop start formatting it and just to give yourself that little push into it but just do it just go for it would be the biggest um piece of advice that's what i did um and you know my fiance was there of course helping me so i, I was lucky to have that support system as well but uh, you just have to just, just go for it. And, uh, Nike, just do it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So they, ha they have it uh, right on. So um, another piece of advice, again, I, I was, we were just discussing this, seek advice and attend workshops, do your homework and research um, and, and don't make any hasty decisions in regards to specifically publishing, I would say. Um, so always make those informed decisions and attend every workshop you can. Um, and again, you're, you're going to, you're going to attend workshops and get advice from people, um, from all kinds of different authors, um, different genres and have different uh, levels of success and just gaining all the knowledge that you can and finding a support system, you know, whether it's, it's an, uh, another author or someone in publishing that believes um, that you can be successful and really supports you, genuinely supports you. And again, like you were saying about, you don't want to be taken advantage of and you want to find somebody who actually believes that you can be successful and wants to see you be successful. 
And, and, and to that, um, to build off that as well, my third piece of advice would be listen to your gut as well. So if you know that something perhaps doesn't feel quite right, or you're in a meeting, say with, um, you know, X publishing company and something is just not sitting well with you, or, um, you, you feel like it just doesn't fit with your branding or your, uh, your work. It's okay to say no, it's okay to, to say no to these uh, types of things. And it, cause it, it's your work in the end and you don't want to lose that creative control. It's something that you produced. So it's okay to, you know, seek any advice that you can, but it's okay to also say no to certain things or, you know, take that advice and not necessarily follow that, that route. And, you know, I'm going to go back to your second point. It's all kind of intertwined though, isn't it? Um, yes. There are, there are groups out there, collaborative groups. I mean, we talked, Ava, we talked a year ago and you're doing it so well. Collaboration. You, there are, if you're on Facebook, that's only one example. Instagram, uh, the writing community on Twitter is amazing. There are experts out there to ask questions. There's a, there's a Facebook group called Women Writers, Women Books. And I mean, I creeped, creeped, crept, I crept. <laughs> for a while reading and learning. And then I started asking questions and actually someone who helped me write my second book, I discovered on one of these Facebook groups and she lives over in the UK and she helped me form one of my main characters. So start collaborating as well. As you said, workshops, learning, 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 and follow that gut. Great advice, Ava. All three. Yes. And this is just, again, this is, this is what I found um, best for me. And um, it's, if, you know, hopefully if there's someone listening to this and you have that manuscript and you have it written or you have an idea, just do it and, and always seek that advice and, uh, and listen to your gut. So bottom line is you got an idea, you've got some writing, you've got a manuscript, set a plan, a couple of hours a week to get going. 300 words a day is what we recommend in the business. But I mean, if you do that three days a week, four days a week, or as Ava did for many years, if it's meant to be and you do it a little bit at a time, but get going everybody because you've got a story to tell and we want to hear it. Now, Ava, you have an exciting day coming up. It's something that every author, you know, is waits, with, waits for with anticipation. But tell us about your book launch. Yes. So um, the book launch is going to be on February 28th. It's on a Sunday. And I have it at seven to eight, roughly, roughly about an hour. And I'm going to be answering some questions about uh, the novel, publishing questions as well. Any questions, really, I've been having um, my uh, Instagram followers send questions um, and I'll answer them within that hour. And there's going to be some giveaways as well copies of the book, a copy of Lynn's book as well, uh, Jackson. So, um, which is very exciting. Thank you, Lynn, um, for more doing more, that. More than welcome. So that I'm very excited. It's going to be on Instagram live. Of course, would have been very nice to have a, an in-person launch party, but with the pandemic, we're making the best of it um, with Instagram live. Uh, so that's um, February 28th, 7 to 8 p.m. And, you know, this is an example, Ava. I mean, I, several authors, okay. There's another local author. She had her book launch ready just when the pandemic, pandemic hit. It was, a, it was going to be a beautiful venue. She had to take a step back. She ended up doing mailbox deliveries. I mean, uh, I did mine on Zoom with a live feed to Facebook. There are so many options out there, everyone. So if you're holding back because you're worried about, I'm going to wait till, you know, things are back to whatever the new normal is going to be. Don't, don't do it. People are looking for books. People are looking to read. They're looking for audiobooks. So that's, that's the way to choose it. And your launch can be very unique. You can make it really, I, there's so many different platforms, isn't there, Ava? You landed on Instagram because many of your followers are on, on that platform, correct? 
Yes, I did a, a survey um, on my Facebook page and Instagram, and I asked um, if Zoom would be um, better or uh, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and uh, the winner was Instagram Live, so that's why I decided on Instagram. So I believe that I'm going to save it as well. I believe you can save the video so I can post that to other pages. So if you can't tune in live, you can watch it again later, which is nice as well. So even you know with the, having a live party, you know, in person, uh, you can't do that. You can't save the, save the night and then attend it later. So with, um, Instagram live, it actually is, it's quite nice that you're able to, uh, can watch it later and you can just watch it whenever you get to it. So, um, hopefully though you can tune in live on, um, February 28th. Now is your book available for presale right now? Um, the Kindle version is available for presale on Amazon right now. So it will be, it will be launched on March 1st, but you can pre-order it right up until, um, right up until March 1st. And do you have any parting words? If you would like more information about uh, photos of a Wren or any of my upcoming work, um, you can visit my website, uh, www.avadrosky.com. And I'll be posting updates, um, many important dates on the website, um, things coming up, these types of interviews and appearances and things like that. And hopefully once COVID, um, once everything starts to get back to normal, hoping to do some in-person events with some signings and things like that. So you can keep up to date on um, that webpage or also follow me on um, Instagram as well. It's ava.drosky.author and Facebook, Ava Drosky author. Excellent. I, I look forward to the celebration to your book launch. And I have a feeling you've got a couple of other books, if not more uh, in you there, Ava. So <laughs> I do. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. All right, everyone start writing, start reaching out. If you want to know about the course that I'm offering over on the Essential Academy, it's called Dare to Write. And the first thing we help you through before you even make a decision about signing up for the course is getting through those fears and those barriers and whatever's getting in your way. <laughs> Thanks again, Ava, for joining us. And everyone, you have a safe and healthy day. Thanks for listening. To learn more from people who are steering in the right direction, Go to lynnmclaughlin.com and search the archives of every interview or subscribe to this podcast feed. A new episode is published every Wednesday.